you are listening to My City, My Health, the podcast. Hi, welcome to the Healthy Project Podcast, My City, My Health edition. Today, I'm your host, Norial Blanco. I'm a student at the University of Iowa studying both health promotion and nursing. Today, I have a very, very special guest, also known as Christian Kieran. This name might sound very familiar to some of you as she was a host a few months ago and she's back. So, Krisha, thank you so much for being part of this again. Before we get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me. I'm a junior at the University of Iowa, majoring in psychology and minoring in gender, health, and healthcare equity on the pre-med track. So, Krisha, what is your definition of health equity now? Yeah, health equity to me means that everyone has a fair and equal opportunity to be their healthiest version without facing um, substantial barriers to health care. Like you said, you're majoring in psychology and minoring in gender, health, and health equity. What got you interested in health equity? Yeah, so my biggest thing, motivation to getting into healthcare is kind of um ensuring like equal access to opportunities and part of that stems from being raised in an Indian culture and experiencing the stigmatization of mental health firsthand and that's like specifically reinforced my interest of working in the Asian American community and I kind of want to help others out by letting them know it's not like a sign of weakness to reach out for help but instead it shows your true strength and I plan on using my personal experiences to bear on these goals to advocate for accessible mental health resources within minority communities. And like one way I plan on doing this is to keep the conversation going on mental health because I help, I feel that it helps other realize that you're not alone in this journey. Thank you for sharing that you face stigmatism of mental health in your culture. And I love how that sparked your interest in working with those in the Asian American community. And yeah, I totally agree with you that asking for help is totally a sign of strength versus a weakness. As an Indian American, how have you taught the importance of mental health to your family? Yeah, so it was definitely hard to bring up mental health with my family at first since it wasn't something that we openly discussed growing up. However, after having some honest and difficult conversations, they are really supportive. So I know it can be scary at first to talk about it, but once you gain the courage to do so, you will probably be supported by those who you love. I'm from the Philippines and so growing up, I never really heard about like mental health. My family didn't talk about it that much. But as I grew older, I started opening up to my mom about how I felt, whether that meant I was super sad about something but also super happy about something else. And that allowed her to open up to me and that resulted in us having a really good relationship with one another. So nice that you feel like you're getting closer to your mom with that. Yeah. I've always wondered why Asian Americans actually tend to stigmatize mental health or simply don't ask for help when they need to. I've only gone to school here in so I don't know how school is like in Asian countries or simply just everywhere in the else in the world. But I've always found it fascinating that schools here have always emphasized the importance of mental health. Yeah, I feel like, for example, my parents, I don't think they had those same access to mental health resources like that we do here. So it's something that's kind of like taught and 
it's like ensuring that everyone has equal access to that important knowledge told my mom about the like, student health and how you could go to like counseling. She thought that was really cool. She told me that they never had that in college. Yeah, things yeah. are definitely like going in like the right direction. Yeah. So since I did mention you've been here a few months ago, can you just give the listeners a brief introduction to what your club is about, Club Kids for a Cause, and what your club has accomplished since the last time you spoke with Corey? Yeah, of course. So Club Kids for a Cause was inspired in 2018 when a close member of the tennis club um, back home in Waterloo was diagnosed with advanced breast cancer. So my friend and I thought that creating a fundraiser in her name would be the right way to honor her. And the money we raised from the fundraiser was able to move Jean into a nursing home while also raising awareness for breast cancer. And then five years later, this fundraiser has turned into a semi-annual USDA sanctioned tournament that's raised over $40,000 for cancer patients. And these tournaments are what initially inspired me to pursue a career in healthcare. And since the last time I was on this podcast, um, we had a tournament at Drake this uh, past January, which was a huge success. It was super exciting because we had 75 players. We've raised almost $7,000 that will donate to families in the state affected by cancer. Oh my God, that is so cool. I'm glad that you guys got to raise that much money. That's super impressive. Um, Is there a plan to expand this club to different states? I know you guys are primarily focused in Iowa. So are you planning on expanding to different states? Yes, there's definitely talk of expanding Club Kids for a Cause to like a national level. So my sister, she's a freshman right now at University of Arizona, and our tournament director, Gary Scholl, he also lives in Tucson. So they're kind of working together right now to um, try to host a tournament in Arizona in the near future. I'm so glad that there's talk about expanding, at least Iowa City. How can people in the community be involved? Yeah, we are always looking for more people in the community to join our cause. So our organization, we have a subcommittee, which is like composed of different high school tennis players in the state. And it was super exciting because at our tournament in Drake, um, we had club tennis members from the University of Iowa come down and help us run the tournament and meet other people and things like that. And we have two players um, specifically, one who's from Wisconsin and one who's from Texas and they've expressed interest in potentially starting tournaments in their hometowns, which is also very exciting. And as always, if you want to join our cause, please feel free to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And then, so how can people reach out to you? Yes. Um, You can email me at krishakiran at gmail.com, and you can also reach out via LinkedIn perfect. Your club is focused more on tennis tournaments. Is there a way someone can get involved even though they are not necessarily wanting to play tennis? Like, could they donate to you guys somehow? Yes, um, of course. So we have our website, um, which can be found at clubkidsforacause.org. And that lists like different ways to donate. And we also have a silent auction in the summer. So if you're like a small business wanting to support us, you could always donate items. We greatly appreciate anything. And we're also very active on social media. 
So if you um, follow us on Instagram, you'll see like our updates and things like that. Perfect. So moving on, I I did a little research on you and saw that you've been uh, Dr. Isaac Peterson's research assistant for a year now. Since you place special emphasis on early development, what have you learned during this opportunity and how will that make you a better psychiatrist? Yeah, so in my research lab, I study how behavioral problems arise and how it affects school readiness. And it's really exciting because I get to work with children from the ages of three to seven, which I feel like is a very valuable experience because I hope to be a child psychiatrist one day. And um, this past semester, I was promoted as a behavioral testing specialist, which entails being the lead experimenter during lab visits by intimately interacting with the participants for three hours to collect crucial behavioral data. And through this experience, I've learned how to work with children during difficult situations, like when they're distressed and distracted. And I feel like these skills will translate pretty well into a future career. Since you mentioned that you want to be a childhood psychiatrist, are you able to practice in, like independently with like psychiatry? Or how would that work? To be a psychiatrist, you do have to go to medical school. And then you'll have to like complete residency after that. As of now, I think I want to work like in a university setting because research has been a big part of my undergrad. So I would like to um, focus mainly on seeing patients, but I would like to pursue some research. Right. So since you want to be a psychiatrist that focuses on children, how would you explain why mental health is important to a child? Yeah, I would... Definitely, like, start off by expressing that it is okay to not feel, like, happy all the time, and it's okay to talk about your feelings and start off there. I feel like if you start the conversation at a young age, it makes them realize, like, it is okay to have these feelings. Mm -hmm. If I was taught about the importance of mental health at, like, a very young age, I would have been more open with my mom instead of, like, a later age. So I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like it would definitely help like break the stigma and like also that kind of feeling of shame and guilt for feeling that those ways, like if you're open about it from a younger age. Mm -hmm. And so how would you talk about mental health, its importance to the parents, especially since you want to focus on Asian American communities? Yeah, I would start off not from like a place of blame, but a place of understanding because it's not their fault that they like grew up um, in most cases without like really talking about it because it's a learning experience for everyone. I'll talk about like the best way to support their child when they're going through like a difficult time, know that it's hard for them as well. Mm -hmm. And so you did mention earlier that you talked to your family more about mental health and they were they became super understanding and supportive of it. So what inspires you and who is your biggest role model in since you want to be a psychiatrist in the future? Yeah, so for sure, my parents are my biggest role models. They immigrated from India and they were able to establish successful careers in a place where they didn't know anyone they had to like learn a new language. So it like it's really inspiring like what they were able to achieve. And they've like taught the importance of hard work, determination, and being passionate about what you do to my sister and I. And I feel like I look up to them mm-hmm. for those attributes. 
Yeah, my mom is the same way. She was the one who came here and like she didn't know anyone really. Like she pretty much started her life from like the ground up. And so I definitely agree with you having your parents as a big role model. Very like inspiring, like having to come to like a new place and just like starting your life over. It's very scary, but it shows like the risks that they were willing to take. Right. Like I cannot imagine just like coming to a different country and like doing all those things. Mm -hmm. So Krisha, so since you're a junior right now, after you graduate, what would you love to do next? Yeah. So after I graduate, I hope to attend medical school, but I'm planning on taking a gap year. Um, And during this time, I would love to travel and explore new hobbies before getting started on the next chapter of my life. Mm -hmm. Are you planning on staying in Iowa City for medical school? Would you be interested in going to Iowa's medical school or would you want to like go somewhere else? Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be applying to Carver and I um, will probably be applying to other places as well. It might be cool to go to Arizona just because my sister lives down there, but I'm keeping my options open at this time. What are you most excited about for My City, My Health? Yeah, I'm really excited for this conference coming up in April. I'm excited to be emceeing a panel discussion and getting more involved in that way. And this semester, I've kind of uh, shifted in some of my responsibilities. Like last semester, I was helping to host this podcast, but now I'm doing a little more of the more of the administration side, like figuring out sponsorships, setting up registration. And also just like figuring out lunch options and things like that. So it's been interesting to like help out from a different perspective. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for my city, my health. I know you're moderating the research panel, and I also am aware that you're organizing the Community Health and Outreach Expo. Could you explain a little bit more about that? I have been heading the Community Health and Outreach Expo And the main purpose of this is to build connections and collaborations with community programs and services. This is an afternoon session at the conference that will highlight community efforts promoting health equity. This expo provides an opportunity to highlight additional programs that are currently engaged with outreach to support health and well-being. And so far, I've been trying to identify different programs that highlight community health work and kind of just planning the logistics of the event, like um, what vendors will be there, where they'll be located, and things like that. It's honestly so great that you're focusing on highlighting the community health work. I know this conference was successful in Des Moines, so I'm glad that it's coming to Iowa City. So again, thank you, Krisha, for taking the time to be here today, and thank you for all listening. I'm super inspired after my conversation with you, and I hope you all feel the same. If you're interested in learning more about My City, My Health, please feel free to check out the website, mycity.health. So again, thank you all for listening. So yeah, I hope you all register for this wonderful event, and I hope to see you all soon. Have a wonderful rest of your day.